What is happening? Fit Story fan Matthew Burbridge is back in the motherfucking house. And before I introduce today's guest, who, by the way, he may be able to help you scale your business, <laughs> but uh, you're going to learn a little bit more about all that in a bit. For now, I'm going to actually plug Fit Story because I've been plugging everybody, everybody uh, uh, that has been on the show, and I've been plugging everybody else's shit. Uh, but I haven't done any for Fit Story. So I'm just going to have to do that real quick. Um, as many people know that may be listening to this and inside the Fit Story community, I took some time off of mentoring um, almost a year, I think. But I've decided to come back with vengeance and help more fitness experts build their online business by monetizing their story. And look, we don't do what others do. There are a lot of fitness business coaches out there that may be able to help you. And if that's what you're looking for to go and get 10 K months and hustle in the DMS and send a bunch of fucking messages to people unsolicitedly to try and sell your services, then do you boo boo. But if you are wanting something more unique and you are wanting to have people come to you in your DMS and you're wanting people to resonate with your, with who you are and what you do and what your solution is, then the best way to do that is storytelling. This has, and always will be the most effective form of marketing. That's why all of the major brands use it because it's the most effective. And what we do is unique. You will not find anything like it in the industry. Um, others may touch on story. They may have a, a, a module or two. They may tell you like to share your story, but we have a unique framework and we have a proven method. This has been tried and tested. So if you are interested in that, if you are interested in looking at what it looks like to work with Fit Story, then I have some spaces opening up for a new program, which I'm quite excited about, by the way, uh, from April 10th. Okay, so keep your eyes peeled. For details if you aren't already go and join the fit story community i will plug everything inside the show notes <sighs> done <laughs> jeez it was a pitch and a half wasn't it but no for real um you should definitely go check out the fit story community um, <laughs> so uh this is actually related to why uh my boy ricardo is here today because um, you're currently going through some of the new course content. Um, yeah. You're currently going through the Fit Story framework. Um, how are you finding it, bro? Man, uh, it's been, I've had the process things that I haven't processed in like 20 years, man. I mean, I'm 28, but like a lot of things as far as my upbringing and just what makes me who I am today, I had to go back and really just pull back those layers, man, and just go into it. Um, it's been eye-opening. It's been, it's forced me to look at things from an objective perspective outside of, you know, my own perception and biases of things that, you know, I've, I've been through and to see like the good of it all, you know what I'm saying? How it makes me who I am today, like how it makes me successful, mm. how it makes me, you know, a father, a business owner, a coach, all those things. Like I had to kind of come to terms, okay, hey, this is part of my story. I shouldn't be ashamed of it. It's made me a stronger person and it is what it is. And, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, man, Oftentimes, we don't take time to be aware, conscious about, you know, about mm. things that we've been through or we've uh, experienced. We kind of just, you know, we're, we're constantly moving. We're busy. We're grinding. We're hitting goals. We're hitting milestones. But we rarely take time to be still to really process, you know, the things we've been through and how it's yep. shaped, you know. And, and then that's been something, you know, it's caused me to do that, to slow down and really take that time to go through those things. Yeah. 
And that's amazing, bro, because, you know, once you've got that as well, you, you're going to be able to leverage it. You know, when I use the term monetize your story, I mean it. Um, you'll be able to use your story in your marketing and you're going to be able to connect and resonate with people, right? And be able to um, pr- pr- be, be, the, be the guide to these people. And so that's really, really important stuff. And it is why I, I say that, you know, there isn't necessarily a bit a business growth program, what we do, uh, and you may or may not agree, but I believe this is personal development first, then business development after, like, yeah. you know, um, so that's awesome, dude. Now, um, I don't want to get the last name wrong. So can you just give me your last name? I should have done this before we went live, bro. <laughs> That's fucking terrible, man. I'm a terrible host. It's okay, bro. Cause like my name's kind of confusing. I have a Latin first name as Ricardo, but I'm, I'm Afro-Caribbean and my last name is come. It's, it's French, but my family, they're, they're Haitian. So um, it's, well, it's, <laughs> it's so confusing. It's so like my first, my first name is Latin. It's Ricardo. And then my last name is Florinville. And it's, it's that French derivative of, you know, the culture. So Ricardo Florinville and it throws people off it's like are you latin are you are you french what is it i guess a little bit of both i guess but you know how they intermingle but i love it florinville there you go i know i was i was gonna take a stab (laughs) at that as well but i thought you know i've made mistakes in the past with the podcast where i've had the guests on and i've like said their name wrong and it's gonna be the first person man it's been butchered many a times you know in primary school on 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 a flight uh, at the airport anywhere but it's been butchered many a times so it is well you are the man um and i guess the vision behind um the creative media group uh you, you guys unlimited reach right yeah yeah um i know you mentioned you had mm, like a couple different businesses but th- okay. this is the one that you know i've done some research around not a huge amount but i've yeah. i've looked at what you are doing and who you're partnered yeah. with and it looks like you're doing some really good shit um That's so you you're helping entrepreneurs achieve growth um, through some paid ads, uh, paid traffic. And what I love most about what I read was visual storytelling because I'm yeah. all about that. Um, yeah. I'm a keen storyteller. If anybody didn't know that already, you need <laughs> to get out under the rock, rock that you are in. <laughs> right? yeah. um, and you came to me by way of Angus Buckle as well, um, the sleep performance coach. He's, yeah. I've said this before. I've had like a string of interviews with clients that are in this program that I'm kind of co-hosting um and um he's helping people like you become sleep experts so you can help others optimize that and so um I feel like we're gonna be able to unpack a lot today we're gonna be able to dive into your story and find out what it was that got you to where you are now um you know we we may hear by the sounds of it your trials tribulations your triumphs and um you know hopefully lay out a path for others to follow you know you in this are not the hero you are the guide you are the yoda and when we hear your story it's going to help some people so my brother i appreciate you being here and i'm excited to hear your fear story man yeah man i'm excited to be here i'm excited to share man just like i said we've been working with you for the last week or two man it's it's been i would say empowering because I had to process things I haven't had to process in a long time, you know, and it's, I, I don't know where to begin, man. It's, it's really just been, uh, wow, yeah. life, life changing out in a sense and in a positive way, just because, uh, man, man, 
So I guess I'll get right into it, man. So well, what, what... I'm, I'm, I want to hear first off your backstory, bro. Like that's the part I find that is most relevant for a lot of people because everybody knows what it's like to grow up. Like there isn't yeah. one person listening to this and I hope yeah. there isn't any children listening to this because we drop the yeah. bomb every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, that's the part where people, you know, they know what it's like to grow up, you know, yeah. have the first, first yeah. girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to offend anyone because I know fucking snowflakes out there. I can't even say boy you. girl anymore. Fucking it. You, um, but that, 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 that's, that's the part that's that, that I love to hear. So let's dive into the DeLorean okay shut the doors up let's transport ourselves all the way back to when you could first sort of view the world through the lens of ricardo when you were a a a, a young boy man so talk to me about that where were you born where'd you grow up who was around you what was family life like let's just talk about that my brother yeah so before the entrepreneurship before the business the businesses and making money man um i'm the oldest out of 10 kids so um i had to be really mature at an early age and the funny thing is I'm from a functioning, dysfunctional family. So my my birth parents split up um, when I was around one years old. So they both went their separate ways. My, my mother remarried, my dad remarried. My mother had uh, four kids of her own, one stepchild and my dad, he was a Rolling Stone. So he just had a bunch of other kids. I will only claim five of them, but so far I do know I have 10 siblings altogether. And I'm, yeah. I'm the oldest out of the bunch. So with that being said, man, I, I was forced to kind of take responsibility on really early in life, force to mature, force just to, you know, be a helping hand and both family dynamics, you know, with, with holidays at two different households, um, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, different things like that. So I was forced to really be that, you know, the helping hand and mature at an early age. And like looking at me now, bro, I'm very like out there, very, you know, extroverted, you know, ha- having a lot of energy. But as a child, I was very introverted. I kept to myself a lot. Mm. And I, can, I remember back in primary school, man, um, I'm bigger than most kids. I'm still pretty, I'm, I'm, I stand at 6'3", 6'3", 240. And as a kid, I was pretty tall, pretty big. And I was kind of, you know, um, I stood out. I was big. I kept to myself. I was in my thoughts a lot. So I was very shy, very, I mumbled a lot, very soft-spoken. And I remember, you know, I'd be in a classroom, man, just thinking about, you know, trees and stuff or whatever. And <laughs> a teacher call on, will call on me and, you know, I'd just be lost in my thoughts and I'd be mumbling, fumbling. And kids picked up on that fairly quickly and you know they started picking on me and you know my name's Ricardo and kids started giving the nickname, nickname Retardo so and that mm. followed me all throughout primary into middle school and the issue was like I was more fearful of my parents than to retaliate so I would, I would take it kind of internalize it and I wouldn't really express my emotion properly I would just internalize mm. it and so like you know there's instances, you know, where I would just keep everything bottled up and I'll beat a kid to a bloody pope. And, you know, now you're suspended. Now you're sent home. And, you know, in, in my culture, Afro-Caribbean culture, they're very strict. They're very, they're very uh, focused on academics, you know, being, being proper, not, not showing, uh, not showing face. So having, you know, just the proper, just attitude in, in, a, in, a, in a school and in the home environment. And you weren't really, uh, at least in my home, you weren't really like, taught to express yourself or, or speak out about your emotions so i had it i had it internalized yeah. almost everything so I, at home i couldn't really give a defense for my actions because my parents couldn't hear that they saw that the child came home they, they heard another you know student they're suspended you're not doing what we sent you to do at school you're misbehaving so it's like man i'm trying to defend myself you know this, I, I don't know how to tell yeah. my parents hey, they're picking on me because i'm just being me 
and it became a vicious cycle, man. It just followed me. I was labeled as a, as a troubled kid and I really wasn't. I just didn't know how to process wow. and share my emotions. And, you know, in the home life, you know, I didn't do that very much either. So my parents really didn't know the things I was dealing with or going with. And it followed me all throughout, you know, primary into middle school, into high school. And, you know, I was just labeled just something I wasn't, you know. Mm. And I feel like a lot of adolescents or a lot of people just never really have that emotional intelligence throughout life. And, and, and it shows, you know, in their decisions and their spouses yeah. and in their businesses and things like that. They never develop those skills for one reason or the other. Yeah. And, and I, I was fortunate that, you know, in my adolescence, like 15, 16, that older people really took a liking to me and took me under their wing and, and really helped me kind of get through like those those uh, emotional barriers yeah. of kind of out of my shell, kind of, you know, starting to like myself a bit more, teaching me about, you know, responsibility and, you know, how to be a gentleman, things like that. I'm fortunate because, yeah. man, things could have went really different for me in my life if I got, you know, the wind of, you know, of gang life or you know, other, other, other things like that, you know what I'm saying? My life could have went very differently in a different path if I didn't take, you know, heed to wise counsel and mentorship by, you know, other, you know, responsible, you know, authority figures that I looked up to, you know? Yeah, very fortunate because a lot a lot of people don't ever find that circle um, or seek that circle or feel like they're worthy of being around, um, you know, people at that time who are polar opposites. So it's like I, I can remember when, you know, I first had proper mentorship and, um, you know, at the time I was... I, <laughs> I don't know. I was the complete opposite of who the mentor was. And, and there was yeah. no reason why that man needed to spend any time on me. That's what I thought in my mind. Cause I was like, I'm fucking a worthless piece of shit. Like I'm fucking <laughs> useless. Um, yeah. and, and so, but he saw something in me. Uh, and sometimes that's, that's really powerful because if it wasn't for him, then, you know, I, I may have, my story may have been different too. There's something I want to just unpack as well about internalizing yeah. things as a kid, man. It's almost impossible, like children. Yeah. And there isn't anything that is being done about that. I've raised this point on the podcast many times that like yeah. there needs to be more work done when we're young versus allowing these people to grow up broken, yeah. traumatized. And then basically what we have happening in the world, the reason why people hurt people is because they're hurt people. And they're hurt because of some shit that happened in their childhood and yeah. they didn't get to internalize it. You know, they're not, they're not, they're, that's just not something that kids do. You can't process things as a child properly. Uh, yeah. And so then what we end up with is a bunch of adult children, <laughs> like, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and it's kind of helped me though, having that realization over the, over the last sort of six to seven years, because it makes it easier for me to not be angry at people all the time when people yeah. are kind of projecting on me because I just look at people and I think uh, I'm the same. Like sometimes I, I project, I'm not in fucking above anyone. Like I do the same shit other humans do. We all do. Yeah, we all do it. It, yeah. It, yeah. But it's given me more perspective. And and now like when someone's, you know, triggered off or, or, or like kicking off or whatever, or they're just projecting something or telling someone that they're this or that, all yeah. I see is like a, bro a broken individual, broken child. Like that's a, that's your inner child that didn't yeah. get to to work on the things that it needed to, and now you're going around and you and you're you're projecting, and this is really important work. You said you had a kid, right? You're a dad now. I have a dad of two, man. So I'm married. Yeah, with two kids. my man, so, my man. Yeah, bro. Um, it, I mean, I've been through, like I've been through, like you know, when you look at life. A lot, a lot of people think life is linear, but it's a lot of ups and downs, man. Like. 
I mean, bro, I got married at 21. So like the, the changing point for me in my life that like really like where I wanted to like be a better man was when I got to university, right? And it's when I met like my wife now, who, her, her name is Melissa and I met her at 18. And this was like the perfect girl, you know, me, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy, though I've worked through some of my problems up to that point in life, I was still very insecure, hot-headed, young, young guy, young guy trying to figure things out, trying to figure out my identity in life, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and when we, when I, when I started, you know, pursuing her, just, just trying to get to know her as a friend, this girl was like everything I dreamed, I dreamed of. And I was like, man, how is she interested in me? I'm so broken. And indirectly, like that was a moment where like, I need to boss up. I, I needed to like, I had like I had I had I had struggles getting out of bed early. I hated getting out of bed. I hated going to class. I didn't like school. I didn't care about my studies. I didn't care about you know. I just wanted to live my life, you know. And just I was very very I was a procrastinator, man. I procrastinated a lot, you know. Let's say you had an assignment due on Friday, I just you know chill Monday through through Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday kind of just chill and not do it. And then the day day before trying to cram it out. So I, I, I kind of <laughs> just I didn't take life seriously. I resonate. Yeah, I didn't take life seriously. And when I met this girl who's now my wife, it was like, man, I see myself being with this person. I have to boss up. And, you know, um, that, that year was a very uh, interesting year because um, I played sports, right? I played basketball and football and I got, I got to college and I, I didn't make it. I, I got, I was a red shirt. I didn't make it. I didn't make it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe sports isn't for me. And, you know, up to that point, you know, in my life, from my adolescence up to 15 to 18, I was, you know, this, this sports guy. The sports was my identity. And I got to college and, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't make the cut. And I, I didn't, you know, with the other, you know, just layers of insecurity from my early childhood of, you know, mm. things that I internalized and I haven't really dealt with, you know, every, every, every instance in my life where I have like a, a failure of, of, of the sorts, things would spark up like, man, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not as smart. Maybe I'm not as, as, as valuable. And, you know, those things just kept kind of derailing in my early adulthood. You know, I didn't get the best grades in college. I had like a 2.9 GPA. So maybe, maybe I'm not as intelligent, you know, and those things mm -hmm. really just affected my perspective of self. But here's this woman that's telling me, you know, these, these healing and encouraging things that that's wow. making me valued. And, and that's that's interested in me. I'm like, I'm like, what does she see that? What does she see in me that? What does she see in me that I don't see? And I had to kind of really start unpacking that, man. I had to really start speaking positivity to myself, looking at myself in the mirror, and doing that, you know, that self, the self help stuff of saying positive things because words are powerful. And you know, yeah. most of us, you know, without realizing, we say over eighty thousand negative things to ourselves on a daily basis without realizing it. And once you do become aware, it's doing the work to rewire your perception mm. of yourself, man. And it took a lot, you know, in my early university years. Um, and it still does today, right? Yeah. It's one of those yeah. things like, um, you know, people people talk about sort of positive self-talk a lot. Uh, it's actually something yeah. that I, I do a lot in my one-to-one -one mentoring is we dive yeah. into into that and into yeah. rewiring the, the subconscious and 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 understanding that you literally can change your life by changing your language the words you use to describe your situation and yeah. your thoughts uh, just yeah. like you can change the direction of which you walk 
Yeah. Um, it, it really is that simple. But when you're in that place, that place where you are being negative to yourself, um, based on your previous experiences as labels that we got given, in your case, yeah. retardo, right? That would have yeah. that would yeah. have stayed with you, and therefore that might have been the reason why you why your grades weren't great and stuff because it would have been your. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. so that that label become who that is your identity. It's just it's yeah. so deeply ingrained. And so we, we have to, um, uh, you know, rewire all of that. And it's a daily fucking habit of, yeah. of doing that. You have to check in on yourself. Like I've been saying this for a long time, um, you know, world-class motherfuckers. And I'm talking about Dwayne Wade's. I'm talking about yeah. fucking Michael Jordan's. I'm talking about the best Tom Brady's, the, the most incredible world-class motherfuckers on planet earth. Yeah. They are auditing their self. And if they're not, it, it, almost on, a, on an hourly basis, I would say. And yeah. if they're not, someone else around them is doing it. But yeah. most people, we don't have that. Well, I, I, I do because, I, again, I practice what I preach. So I am trying to reframe sentences. I'm, I'm constantly, there you go. See, I just did it again. If none yeah. of you picked up on that, <laughs> trying. Yeah. Trying. What a pathetic word. Get rid of that one. That's going in the bin. I am always doing it. I am reframing experiences I'm having. I'm reframing words I'm I'm using. I am trying yeah. to, there it is again. Do you see what I mean? So it's almost yeah. automatic yeah. because it's yeah. what we know, you know? And yeah. I come from a similar place, like where my background, my label was the boy whose brother murdered someone. That That's yeah. how I, that's what I thought I was. So I believed I was a worthless piece of shit. Didn't deserve anything. That's probably why I was going to end up in prison or dead because I just didn't think that, that's what was up who was i it was just a boy whose brother yeah. murdered someone it's nothing and so yeah. it takes daily practice it takes daily work and if you can't audit yourself because this is very tough to do you need to have positive people around you so the fact that you came into um proximity with melissa sounds yeah. like a, a, a really pivotal moment in your life because without yeah. that you could have continued in the same cycles and patterns yeah. based on your old labels who you were, your old identity, and yeah. and not being able to shift out of that. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. I'm fortunate, man. Like, like they like they say that behind every strong man is a stronger woman. That that's facts for me in my situation, man. So like, just like being in proximity with her and having the mentors that I had, like those years, man. Like 15 through like 18, were just real formative and just me changing my identity and kind of seeing myself as someone that, that was worth a value. You know what I'm saying? And like you mentioned, bro, I think a lot of people, like, they accept things in their life, their situation, their circumstances because of what, how they perceive themselves. And they don't perceive that they're worth it or that they're capable of doing things. And, you know, I was fortunate to have those people in my life because, I mean, like, a lot, like if you go on social media now, you see a lot of young people, like, their 20s, 21s, they're flexing on Instagram, showing they got everything together. But other people that see that, they may think that's the truth, but it's a, it's a facade behind that, you know? Mm. A lot of these guys may be lonely or going through things that you would never know, but they they only show the highlights. And, you know, man, for me and in, in those early years, man, I just had to really get things together and like grasp, you know, like, who am I? Like, who, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? And I was like, you know what? At the time, entrepreneurship wasn't part of my mind, but I was going through changes of just positive thinking and confidence. You know, I started going to the gym, um, started lifting. Mm. I, was, I, was real, I was a real skinny guy, man, real skinny. Like I weigh about 240 now. In college, I was maybe like 185. I was like a stick. I was like a stick figure. And that really messed 
But I want I wanted to change that. You know, I wanted to change that. I wanted, I wanted to be, you know, like I'm not sure if you heard of Simeon Panda or like Kai Green. Yeah. I want to be like those guys of, of their stature. So I started working out, man, going to the gym six days a week, just lifting and started seeing results. And that was like the first like accomplishment for me. It's like, wow, I, I can put on muscle. What can I what can I further do? You know what I'm saying? And and then it came to my studies and I kind of realized the trial and error that I had ADHD, man the trial and error of trying to figure out like, like diet, nutrition, and like blood work at ADHD. And, and what made it worse was the food I was eating, like the food, the, with the, with the, with the, with the colors and the dyes and like the reaction to the, the chemicals in my brain, it was, it made my focus absolutely horrible. And the, the, the thing is like, when it comes to life and our problems, I think people fail because they don't see the holistic picture of things, right? So like like my parents when I was younger, they didn't they weren't really educated about these things and about these mm. topics. So like my lack of focus most of my childhood was due to the th- things I was eating, the little Debbie snack cakes, the little juice boxes, <laughs> these, these things. Yep. They're toxic for your kids and it's what they do to your brain. If you're if you're already like, you know, someone that has maybe like like a dysfunction or some type of, you know lack of focus these things can like derail it to a point where it's just like it's non-existent so through trial and error in college you know changing my diet eating more whole foods removing these process you know added this out of my diet i was getting better at focusing i started meditating you know i started being able to meditate you know first for one minute then eventually Mm -hmm. over a period of time two minutes three minutes five ten minutes starting being able to just you know really grasp my thoughts and take control of my emotions and feelings man and like for me, that's where I saw a lot of change. I, was, I started getting better grades in my studies. So my confidence went up because I saw that I was doing the work and I was getting results. Yeah. It, wasn't a, it wasn't a perfect transition, but it was just like, it was enough linear over a long period of time that it reinforced my confidence and my assurance yeah. within myself. And- what I love about what you're saying is that um, it, it's the opposite of what people think what yeah. creates transfer transformation and identity shift so what a lot of people think is that there's one missing thing <laughs> there's this one thing that's missing from my life that's making me this way <laughs> and, and and i'll find that thing no it's it's a series of things and you have to be open to exploring you know where you where you where what you need to in order to find the solutions and sometimes yeah. it, it's it's meditation and training and diet and this and yeah. that and you and you have to you have to put the fucking work in and people are afraid of that shit you know yeah. um i think us as entrepreneurs we're cut from a different type of cloth obviously we're yeah. not afraid of yeah. the hard work but a lot of people just don't see it um yeah. so man i love it i love it um something that i want to kind of uh, unpack is your journey into entrepreneurship who was around you that that kind of opened you to that world because um we, we you know in my story it's been yeah. that i've met people that have um awakened me i guess to yeah. new things and new opportunities yeah. and new paths and um that's really really key so it, what can you draw yeah, on there so with that man like <laughs> it's interesting because i mean i've always had like a business mindset but i never explored. college i would flip like like school books like back then ebay and amazon they're, they're like bookstores back in those days so i would always like i had i would flip books i wait till the end of the semester and then you know people throw their books in the hallway i just pick them up you know go through them scan the ones that are profitable and sell those so i always had like side business side hustles but i just never saw it as something i could do full time like with my skill sets so i think um 
when I started my career in, in the mental health space, I started as a be behavioral tech, eventually a social worker, eventually a behavioral, spe uh, behavioral specialist. I saw a lot of just a lot of like brokenness in the system. And at the time I was like, man, I need, I need a better way to help the people I want to help because things are broken, but I didn't have the money. Right. So I was just looking into other ways to finance, you know, my passions at the time. I, I was passionate about, about helping you know, young adolescent youth. And I was doing a bunch of different things. I was trying, you know, multi-level marketing, um, uh, different type of like sales, affiliate things. I was learning, learning about Facebook ads and I tried to, you know, stand a photography side business, a bunch of just exploring different things, man. And uh, eventually it just networking with different people. I met a guy named Ivory. He was from South America and guy was like a eight figure, you know, successful business owner. And he kind of took me under his wing. Uh, we, we, we met, you know, at a network, network convention here uh, in Florida, Miami. And I was just enamored by this guy. You know, he was just confident, down to earth, really chill, really passionate about what he does. And he was just very, he paid it forward. He mentored me for free. He mentored me for free. And power and yeah that that spoke volumes to me man like, like like why is this guy doing this? he's like hey man you know i'm really successful at this stage of my life it's like it's about giving back you know i, yeah. I, I see your potential I, I i see what you're capable of doing and you know even though i built confidence up to this point i didn't have the confidence enough to take that leap of faith into you know full-time entrepreneurship and he was telling me about you know facebook ads and, and, and freelancing and things like that and marketing and he gave me access to like several different resources that I could look into. And I, and I was, I was dabbling into it a little bit. And, you know, I eventually started my, my freelance career, just doing Facebook ads for local businesses and, and things like in that nature. And at the same time, you know, I'm still working my, my nine to five job. So I'm working, um, actually I was working seven to seven at, at this uh, mental health, 7am, 7pm. And I get off and from like, you know, seven to 12, 12, 12 a.m. I'm working on my, on my side business, right? Side hustle. And yep. I got standard to procedures yeah. for entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I, I bought into that, that hustle mentality, that, that, that grind or die or sleep in your dead mentality. And I did it, bro. I did it for like two and a half years and I was still moving up like, like the corporate ladder in my, in my mental health job. But at the same time, I still saw brokenness in the system. And it got to a point where like both worlds like came to like a collide. Like, what am I going to do? Like my side hustle is now making more money than my nine to five. I'm going to bed stressed out, grinding my teeth. I'm not getting any sleep. Uh, my hair was falling out at one point because I was so stressed out. I was losing hair in the middle of my head. Um, and like everything that I, I was, tr I was trying to keep together, bro, was like, this isn't realistic. Like I'm, I, I'm working this job, killing myself, but I'm also building this business. What are you going to do, bro? And one day, man, I went to work and I had a really bad day, like a really horrible day. And I was like, you know what? Is my time worth this paycheck? At the time I was getting paid like 18 bucks an hour. I'm like, I went to school. I got, I got this degree is my time really worth $18 an hour? If I can have clients paying me, you know, three grand per month to run their advertisement, is my time really worth 18 bucks an hour? And man, with all the stress and turmoil I was going through that day, I just got up, my, I just got up and left my job and never came back. Yep. And my wife, you know, she was pregnant at the time. I didn't tell her. I told her, I told her I took off, you know, time off like two weeks. And eventually two weeks turned three weeks, four weeks, five weeks and she's like what's going on you're not going to work like i fucking quit <laughs> i'm not going back to that and like you know she was taken back for a moment right i'm like listen I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna make this work i'm gonna make this work i'm gonna make this work i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure we're successful we're gonna be okay and the moment i quit bro like my anxiety went through the roof it's like i, I, don't, I don't have a stable check anymore i had these clients and i'm running their advertisement for it but it's like 
I don't have a stable check anymore. So it's either I make this work or I make this work. There's no plan B. I'm, I'm not yeah. going back to corporate life. Yeah. And that really kind of started like my path into entrepreneurship, um, into mentorship. I, I got more mentors. I invested in my learning. Uh, eventually, me and my cousin, Kevin, we uh, launched the agency Unlimited Reach together. Um, he had the expertise with the creative side and I had the expertise as far as the advertisement and running ads. Mm. And man, that's like, this is what we're a part of business. People don't like, a course can't teach you. Like you have to learn like soft and hard skills, any facet of life. And, you know, I had the hustle mentality. I had the tenacity. I had the confidence, but it's like, I didn't know how to be a CEO. I didn't know how to manage a team. I didn't know how to properly, you know, close a deal with a prospect you know the proper way of, of what all the like the cheesy tactics like how to actually go on, get on conversation talk to a prospect and be like hey man um you have this need here's how i can help you objectively get there here's the proposal and, like those are things like you learn from experience right yeah i think a lot of entrepreneurs that are like leaving like the corporate space that buy into a mentorship or a course we're naive because we're buying everything they're telling us but because we like the experience we don't see what's on the other side of that barrier man and a lot of people don't make it. And I think it really comes down to your mindset yep. and perspective because we all have this, you know, this this uh, barrier of like what we're, we're willing to do based on, you know, the barriers, um, the path of least resistance. And it's not natural to go against that, you know? It's not natural at all to go, to go against that. So like for me, man, like we, for the, like the first 18 months of our agency, like things were horrible. Like we weren't getting clients, um, I switched from working from like local businesses, try to work into the e-com space, man. And like, I was bombing it because I didn't know what I was doing. I was confident, but my ego got in the way, you know? So, you, you know, there's, there's so much there that is important, I guess, to unpack, man. And the first, the first part is the, the firstly, I, I resonate with a lot of what you said because your journey is very similar to mine in terms of yeah. the, the 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 mentoring uh that was something again the mark manklo i'll just plug his name again anyway um he's a huge part of my life um that's what he did you know he didn't ask for money he didn't he didn't he and that's what i thought coaches and stuff did i mean i didn't know anything really about the coaching industry at that point but yeah. i knew that if someone was going to do something for you, you usually pay for it like that's kind of what yeah. i fucking understood at that yeah. time um yeah. and so i resonate heavily with that and and again the story is very similar he did that because he'd already done a lot of really incredible stuff he already yeah. had money he already had success he already had businesses he's already done yeah. what he's done and i think he saw something in me as an individual and at that time you know I resonate again I didn't really have the confidence to sort of pursue certain things or my, the bodybuilding yeah. that we ended up doing uh getting on stage and stuff I didn't have the confidence to do it yeah. but I was able or the belief in myself that I could do it but he did and because he did I was able to borrow that belief from him and then I was able to do the work and um, because yeah. I was being guided um by somebody that you know to me, I was looking up up to, uh, and yeah. he was um, a, a good leader. It was it was it was it was what helped me accelerate my results. And I, I did. You know, sometimes it takes people a lot of years to do the work that um, that we did, but we did it in a very short space of time because I was so immersed in what I needed to be doing, you know, and how um and and it was just such an immersive experience. I'm grateful for meeting him and going through that process, as I'm sure you are. Um, yeah. The other thing really is, is 
the the journey into entrepreneurship it is fucking hard and you're right most people don't really make it and i think that's because of what we were talking about earlier um people think they've got to do a a bunch of stuff but really it's what's happening within the walls of your mind yeah and i and and you know i'm guilty of 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 doing it like i said earlier like i'm not above anyone in any way shape or form but i'm i'm conscious of it I'm yeah. aware of the fact that my mind holds the power. It isn't the strategy yeah. I'm using or the template yeah. I'm given or the fucking course that I'm doing. It's yeah. what's in here. You know, yeah. that's just super fucking important. Um, so there's so many things that that jump out and resonate about your story, bro. Um, yeah. It's kind of crazy. This is why I love this. You, you yeah. feel me? This is I why mean, I love it. So much happened, bro. I can't really just, I, so much happened, bro. Like in the last few years, I really can't pinpoint it all. We'll be here talking for hours, yeah. but- but just to say, man, like in my first 18 years of truly trying to start a business, bro, things were rough. Like my wife was pregnant with my, with my son who's now three years old. Um, they haven't, I didn't have a full-time job anymore. The clients that I was working with eventually, you know, it's a service, service, service-based business. They don't need to charge services anymore. Quit my job. I need new clients. I started LLC, the agency with my, my, my cousin who's a business partner. He quit his job as well. He's married with a wife, so it's like it's all this pressure, right? There's a lot on the line. Yeah. Yeah, everything's on the line. And you know, it took us 18 months to get a high ticket client just because, you know, it was just a lot of just things that I didn't know, skills that I, I had I had to build up, you know, like yeah. the courses and those type of things. And you know, some a lot of time, a lot of time mentors in our in this online spaces are only like one or two steps ahead of you. They don't have all the answers yep. either. So, yep. you know trial and error is, is the best is the best <laughs> what, what do you what do you think it was that 18 months long time no no stable paycheck etc i resonate with some of that too because yeah. in the process of building yeah. stuff it, it there's been ebbs and flows it, and and it, yeah. and it happened um what was it do you think that kept you moving forward is it just that your back's against the wall and that you you know that you didn't want to go back to corporate or is there something else that you can identify as being like what got you to keep going when times were tough what was I believe it that's- in myself bro. i believe in myself that this is more like the reinforcement of the positive thinking my wife's encouragement my mentors prior i had 100 belief in myself that i could do whatever i was set out to do at, at this point i had strong i have strong emotional fortitude because it's like you know what man i'm not a failure I'm not gonna let setbacks define me. And each time I had a hardship, right? I had to keep fighting over it and get to get past it. You know, like I would always reference things that I've overcome before. If, if I can go through this, I, I can keep going, you know, like, you know, it, it was just, you know, that belief within myself, bro, I'm not gonna fail. I can't take failure as an option. And yes, I don't wanna go back to corporate because if I go back to corporate, I'm gonna feel like a failure and I do not wanna go back, you know, begging for a paycheck. Cause I knew at that point I had skill sets that were valuable. But I think the issue was learning how to properly communicate your skill set or your value to other people to pay you for their service. And that's something you just have to learn, you know, you can't just, you can't learn that from a core. You have to learn how to do that properly. Yeah. It's OTG, man. It's on the job. It's on the job. Um, I'm curious then, it it took you 18 months to kind of get in the first high ticket client to start moving things forward. How long ago was that compared to where you're at now in terms of timeline? Okay, so 2018, I quit my job. Um, I had a few different side hustles that was providing for me. Started agency in 2018. We didn't really get a high ticket client to like late 2019, right before COVID. 
Yep. And I mean, we, we got clients, but it was like, we were charged like be, be, way below what we thought, what we were worth. And then yep. like, they, uh, <laughs> again, they all in there. All yeah. In the yeah. And they weren't properly vetted or we didn't probably communicate, you know, service expectations. A lot of things just had to learn and grow through, man. You know, the fake it till you make it mentality, you know, make it seem like you're bigger than you really are. People can see through all those gimmicks. Just kind of have to kind of figure those things out, man, and come to a place of being authentic with yourself, with your business yep. and who you are. And then, you know, just really realizing who our ideal client was and it yeah. was a specific demographic we're trying to reach. Because at, at, at the time, we're working with everybody. We're trying to work, we're trying to run ads and do videos for roofing, uh, service-based businesses, e-commerce, um, SaaS programs. We just weren't hitting a specific like niche spot and we didn't have the fulfillment to do all those things, you know, and, yeah. and all those services. But I was trying to be like a full service agency with only two, two, two employees. It just wasn't realistic. Yeah. And I had to come to terms to what level we were at in our business. We had to stop focusing on other, other people, what they're, what they're doing, and kind of focus on myself. Yep. We, we refined our systems. We refined our messaging. We refined our service delivery. Those are the important things. We refined our case studies and our presentation of our services. And it just kind of had a domino effect in 2019, man. And yep. it was just in the right spaces, the right events, talk to the right people, and they referred people to us. And so you know, like, this is really cool because there's something I want to mention about um, yeah. struggle, struggle, adversity, difficulty, yeah. challenge, whatever is usually what then we, we, if we keep going, we come out the other side and we're able to break yeah. through and then get those results that we want. Yeah. Um, but equally, sometimes there is no real, real struggle or adversity in terms of the challenge or difficulty, but rather yeah. growth is the barrier. Growth is yeah. difficult. Yeah. So like, so talk, that sounds like that's what happened with you it, it was yeah firstly does that resonate because firstly was yeah. there any kind of it doesn't sound like there was a really a David and Goliath moment but equally the David and Goliath moment could be growth actually yeah. just growing yeah yeah definitely it was growth man. being just expanding as a business owner and, and as an entrepreneur and just growing your mindset growing just understanding of how to properly navigate you know and run a business man it's really what it was just like an experience was what was really killing me and that's <laughs> really what it was as you get that experience you better know how to navigate the waters man of running yeah. a business yeah and where you're at right now i mean um what's the vision for you guys moving forward have you thought much about or anchored into what that vision looks like yeah so right now so with the agency um what happened was covid really messed things up for us in a sense, um, a lot of changes with marketing, a lot of changes with just how you do fulfillment and things like that. And that lockdown, man, it really rocked my mental health and it really changed my perspective and how I want to move forward as an entrepreneur. So in COVID, the height of COVID, bro, I lost three relatives like back to back. In 2020, um, last year, um, my grandfather, sorry, my grandmother and my wife's grandmother passed away and my stepfather passed away. All people were really close to me. People that had a big influence in my life. They're all positive, you know, people in my life. Um, as I was scaling my business, at the same time, I was not taking care of myself or my health. So, like, I was, I was averting back to, you know, eating, eating out all the time. Um, mm -hmm. What you do? Yeah, yeah. I stopped going to the gym as much. I was just working, man. Drinking eight, nine, ten cups, ten cups of coffee, and I wasn't dealing with my emotions of losing those people. So, like, all those things kind of like compiled. So where like one day, bro, I was, I woke up like two, three in the morning, like really like bad chest pains 
and it continued for like months at a time. And like, I'm 26 years old at the time. I'm like, well, 26, yeah, 20, 26 at the time. It's like, man, like what's going on? Like I'm this healthy person. And I was still working out, but it wasn't as consistent. And a lot of these things that I just w- wasn't doing that I, 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 I was accustomed to in, in my healthy lifestyle. And that got you to where you were. Yeah. Yeah. It's due to my business. And it started to like, I was getting like maybe four to six hours of sleep, man. And like, I was becoming more irritable, agitated. I couldn't really focus having brain fog. Just, I was getting exhausted and burnt out, but it, it came from the lack of taking care of myself. Right. So it first took effect in my personal life and then in my business. And and I went to the doctor recently, um, uh, around around uh, I think May of 2020, to get a checkup to see what's going on. And they told me I had like pre-hypertension and pre-high blood pressure, and I had this issue, that heart issue. And I'm like, dude, I'm I'm healthy. Like, what are you talking? This, ma- this makes no sense. And they kind of just kind of generically gave me like a label. They didn't ask me how my sleep was, how my diet was, how was my morning yeah. and night routine, am I meditating? Am I doing anything that's like lifestyle that's impacting this? They just kind of gave me, okay, here's this medication to lower your blood pressure. Yep. Subscription drug dealers, man, that get away yep. with it. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that's that's pro health, pro holistic health and functional medicine. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not fucking with that. So, <laughs> yeah, so it that kind of started my journey again to kind of realizing though, like, what's going on, what's wrong with me? As bro, I wasn't taking care of myself. Uh, the stress was, I wasn't dealing with my stress pro- properly. I wasn't sleeping enough. Like sleep was my, my foundation, and I was neglecting it, and it affected you know my my brain chemistry, my immune system. It just kind of just it, it derailed my health, which affected my business and my growth. And I invested in a sleep coach, Angus. I invested in uh, other holistic programs to really figure out what was going on, bro. And the funny thing is, once I started getting more sleep, once I started you know figuring out what what my diet is based on my DNA and my blood type, once I figured out you know what my food sensitivity was, once I incorporated again meditation and a morning routine, a night routine, once I uh, took out you know took my phone out of my room at night and let it you know charge in the, a different living room or or didn't touch my phone for the first four hours a day, I eventually came back to a place of just sustainable health where you know I have energy you know uh, mm-hmm. that I can you know raise my two kids and not be exhausted that I can run, I can run, I can run three businesses and have mental clarity and, and not be super stressed out. And it was like these little things that I was doing, but the busier I got, I got away from them. They were the foundation of keeping me, you know, just profitable and having, you know, a good health. And it's like, once I got back to those things, I saw a difference in the growth of my businesses. And what really transpired from there was my clients saw this and they started asking me questions. So the clients I was running the advertisement for were asking me questions like, Rick, how do you do it, man? How do you run two businesses, three businesses with two kids and you're married and, and you're like half my age? Because most of my clients are like in their later 30s and 40s. And it's like, how do you do it? I started sharing the things I was learning and doing research on the things that, that the practitioners that I hired told me. They started, you know, seeing changes over a period of time. Their businesses were growing. I'm like, wait a second. There's something to this. And, you know, given my, my history working in mental health and my, my passion for helping people in that, that facet, I kind of started the program called Habits to Profit. So it's, it's, it's an extension of my agency that I offer to my clients where, hey, it's an accelerated program, you know, six to eight weeks, we work together. Yes, we do your advertisement for you, but at the same time, let's focus on you as the business owner because you're an extension of your business. If you're faulty and you're fucked up, you're burnt out, you're exhausted, your business cannot grow. It cannot, your business, the business cannot surpass the capacity of the business owner because, 
you hold the systems, you hold the SOPs, you hold the vision. And if you're not having clarity, if you're not, if you're having brain fog, if you're fatigued all the time, you're going to reach a place of just of, of, of stall. You can't grow. And when, when I presented that way to my clients, they were, they were all in because, you know, it was tied to their, their money and their profit. Yep. And, you know, that's kind of what I've been focusing on since then. So my agency, you know, taking kind of taking a back burner, we have clients we're working with, but then it's now bringing people into um, the extension, which is habits and profit. It's what I call it, habits and profit. You know, you hack your habits, you make more profits. And yeah. um, and that's kind of what I've been doing for the most part, kind of really pushing that, my personal brand, uh, my my social media content, just to kind of give entrepreneurs, you know, perspective, like, yo, like fix your shit. You're not gonna, you're, yeah. you're gonna die before you're 45 because you're gonna have a massive heart attack because you're so stressed out. You don't meditate. You don't, you don't, you know, you don't yeah. ground during the day. You're gonna fucking kill yourself. Like yeah. fix your shit. And, and this is like, the thing, what you, what you, the reason why you've, you, why you've the position to do that and to offer that and to talk in that way is because you've yeah. experienced it, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's the power of, of this, what you're sharing yeah. right now, your story, you know, some, someone hearing just that last part, you know, fix yeah. your shit, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. They're like, fucking, who are you, man? Telling me this. <laughs> Watch but the rest they, of the but they rewind yeah. yeah and all of a sudden it's like oh my god if if it's possible for this person then it has to be possible for me and 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 that's really the power of what this is right of sharing your story and being vulnerable and open about your experiences because it allows other people to to do the same and to be aware yeah. of where they're at and to say yeah. okay cool um i can see why this is you know i'm the character in 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 my own story he's the character yeah. in his story but it's so on point and so, um, man, I, look, I could probably sit and jam and talk with you probably all day. And, and I'm sure over the next couple of weeks, we're going to get to do that anyway within the yeah. eight week sleep intensive course. Um, yeah. uh, so, bro, it's just been a motherfucking pleasure, man. Yeah, man. Likewise, bro. Likewise. It's been a blessing. I've enjoyed every second. Um, is there anything that you can offer to the people? Um, where can they find you? Uh, do you have any free resources people can come check out? Like tell the people where you're at and what they can do. I mean, I primarily post my stuff on Instagram. Uh, I run the Ricardo Florenville and uh, that's where I post most of my content. It's just educational stuff as well as YouTube. I have videos on there about sleep optimization, how to have a good morning routine, how to, you know, hack your habits to have better energy and more focus, how not to be dependent upon caffeine. Um, just to kind of give people a perspective, you know, versus what they've been told about the hustle, the hustle culture of, you know, having to grind and, and sleep when you're dead type stuff. It's like, there's, there's a better approach. <laughs> there's a better holistic approach to where you you, you hack your habits, you, you hack your mindset, you, you hack your routine, that it will help you in the long run, you know, have longevity, longevity, uh, longevity in your business and growth in, in personal life. And most of that stuff's on my Instagram and YouTube where I, I share most of that content as well, so. Yeah, well, people need to go get on that. I know as somebody who's in, in business that, all of the things that Rick is talking about right now are very real. Um, if you do own a business, you're a fitness professional who's trying to build your business, you know it's real. You know where you're falling short. And most of the time, it isn't your systems. It's not your procedures. It's not your fucking strategy. It's you. Yeah. So you need to check in on yourself. That's the first thing. In fact, I talk to my business partner about this all the time. You know, he, he really struggles with that. He, he, he wants to be doing stuff all the time and, and trying to grow and build and, and do all the, do all the yeah. things that you need to do as a business owner. But ultimately, like you said, it can only grow to the capacity that we are. And if our capacity is a lid on it, um, we, can't, we can't break through that. So um, 
bro it's been a pleasure i appreciate you for coming on the show people go get at him and other other than that until next time fit story fam we are out